Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches all right welcome back to the survival and basic badass podcast kevin and chuck today we're going to talk about private militaries mercenaries um basically the paid warrior right i mean you know, we all like to get paid and money, you know, if you're going to give up your life and do your stuff, you may as well, one, do something productive and two, you may as well get paid for it. Um, I don't know. There's like, Kevin, why would there even be a need for a paid military? Like, isn't that what governments do? Don't they create a military? Why would you go outside the box like that and even want to hire a private contractor. Chuck, that is a fantastic question. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a couple of reasons that people do it. I mean, uh, uh, the first one, basically, a lot of uh, a lot of nations have militaries that are at a basically like a, a defensive level of of people. You know what I mean to defend their country. But if you're going to go to war with another country, uh, you want to. You want to boost up those numbers, you know? So uh, yeah. it's a great way to add some, you know, add some manpower. Um, when a you're force multiplier. For like that. Right, right. And uh, another one is is politics. You know what I mean? No one wants to hear about dead soldiers, you know? But if you're an American and you hear about, yeah, if you hear about some dead private contractor, you don't think, you know, don't think you're much like, about that it. guy's greedy and he was probably doing some bad shit anyway. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. And actually, the more I read about this, the more, more truth there is to that. Not the greedy <laughs> part, just doing the bad shit. Now, it, it's, there's a lot. I, I do think there is a lot of truth to the idea that. The, our government and many governments throughout the world like to pay people to do things that they don't want to be like, we did that. Because look, right. they did that. We didn't have any idea. You right. know, I well, saw one the of the interviews. The third main right. reason to have them is plausible uh, deniability, you know? Exactly. I saw an interview with Eric Prince. He's the uh, founder of Blackwater mm. and uh, former Navy SEAL. And he gave his description and he's like, well, we never did anything that we weren't hired to do. And mm-hmm. I think that's true. Right. But I think that they were hired to do 
do this any way possible, you know, whatever it takes to, you know, get that, make it happen, you know? Right. And I think that's where a lot of that gray, murky, but remember, remember what kind of people politicians are. You know, these are the people who are like, yeah, we want you to just go handle business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of dirtbags in politics. Turns out, turns out you wouldn't even want to be in politics unless you were a dirtbag. Like, People are idealistic and shit when they're young, and and I understand that. And, like, you have good motives and intentions. But once you really look into and understand the world of politics, you kind of have to be a dirtbag to want to, you know, or you might at, at best, at best you would be like, all right, I'll go tolerate the slime and the ugliness so I can try and move the ball, I will suffer. But you're not going because I want that. Right. Once you look into it and realize what politics really is. Right. Um, it, That's, you know, and, and that honestly may be some of the same motive with going to be a mercenary too. You might mm-hmm. be like, well, I like the idea of being a badass and going out with guns and kicking ass for freedom and patriotism. And then when you look at it, you're like, well, I'm not really sure it's patriotism and I'm not really sure, but we'll, we'll kind of get into that. Um, like, think about this, like maybe NATO, right? Why do people love using NATO other countries, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can't think of this scenario, right? Maybe you're the U S government. And maybe in some crazy unrealistic world, you want to go take guns away from private citizens. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would never happen here, obviously. No, no, that would never happen, but, but I know like, what you're saying. You know, like Superman. You know, right. right. Superman had that alternate world. You know, I don't know what it was called. Uh, you probably know about that shit. Nah, I don't, I don't know. know. Um, okay. Yeah. So there was some kind of alternate Superman in this alternate America where they want to take away your guns. Oh, Bizarro I mean, Superman. Bizarro, Bizarro America. Superman, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. All right. All so right, in, so in Bizarro, Bizarro America, America. Right. Where they want to take away the guns and they're not about freedom. Mm-hmm. They might be like, hey, U.S. military, we want you to go uh, take away everybody's guns. And they're like, eh, we kind of joined the military because we like guns. Mm-hmm. And because we like the Constitution. We actually took an oath to support and defend the Constitution. And they're, right. ah, you know what? Fuck you guys. Don't forget that. You know what? Let's go to NATO. Hey, could you guys come over from a totally different country and come in here and be like, take the guns from these crazy citizens? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, that that sounds like something we could get behind. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe that doesn't work because NATO is not really cool enough to go up against hardcore American citizens. Then they go, you know, Hey, how about you, uh, British private contractors? You guys hate guns. England, Mm -hmm. you've been born and bred to hate guns. Can you come over and kick some ass? And they're like, the price is right. The flights tonight. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, well, how do we pay for it? And they're like, wait, we can just tax the shit out of the American citizens and then use that money to fuck them. Yeah. And we'll pay any amount they want, you know, these mercenaries. I mean, that would obviously only be in bizarro America. Mm-hmm. Right. But that that's one scenario. 
uh-huh. where you might, you know, want to use a private military. I'm just saying in a hypothetical world. Hypothetically. But hypothetically. Because I've heard that sometimes, and again, dude, this is a mix of people, right? Society is a mix of good and bad people. The military, U.S. military is a mix of good and bad people. I imagine there's one good politician out there. I mean, I haven't found him. Yeah, there's probably one. Probably a mix of people in politics. Mm. I've never seen them, but I mean, it's probably there. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, so I, I think the same thing might apply with mercenaries. Now, again, there might even be entire companies that are all good guys in mercenaries. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong here. What I mean is there are bound to be some mercenaries out there who might not be good guys who are just down for, hey, it's a paycheck. Fuck you. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. I, I feel it, like if you, you if your job is, is if you took a job where you, you know, kill people for a living, it's probably not like a high percentage of good people working as mercenaries but you know some people just like fun and adventure (laughs) yeah exactly um but here's the thing like i mean dude to be honest right if i was 20 and in shape and fit and no kids and family and burden behind when somebody's like hey how'd you like 150 grand a year for working six months of the year i'd be like sign me up yeah. Wait, can I do six months twice and make three? Yup, yup. Okay, sign me up. Dude, I would do that shit in a heartbeat. And I'm yeah. old and tired now, and, and it's a different world. But just the same, I think you guys get the point that we're going at. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you got to be a crazy psycho to love going out and kicking ass and taking names. But like Kevin it said, helps. you definitely invite some of that, yeah. And, you know, yeah, these people probably eat raw meat for breakfast and whatever. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, like now I said, dude, like, I know, wait, but, but let me just say one more time. I know 90% of you guys out there would be down for the fight if they were like, hey, you're fit and ready to go. And you'd be like, yep, let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. so I understand that. And I would be right there with you, brothers. You know, I get that. <laughs> so just... You know, understand, I'm not knocking you guys. I'm just saying it invites the possibility of some harder-edged guys. Mm-hmm. Now, what really shocks me, now you just mentioned, mentioned uh, you know, 150000 for six months, and that's that's a legitimate pay if you've got legitimate experience and you're working for a legitimate company. Legitimate, yes. What and legitimate really surprises is a key me, word here. Yeah, what really surprises me is the amount that a lot of mercenaries work for. Not much. Yes. It's not much. The uh, yes, the Syri- Syrian mercenaries in uh, working for Russia right now, they're getting paid seven grand a month compared to the average Russian soldier, which is making uh, about twenty six hundred a month. You know, see, seven but again, grand that's a month that's is still triple. That like you think American American military pay? That's you know. I mean, I was watching some interviews and and some research on mercenaries before we did this episode as we always do and uh some of the guys were like yeah anybody who's good in the military would leave and become a mercenary because why would you not get paid if you're good right i mean if you're good at it there's never worked for free i mean obviously 
you could be like, well, w- wait a minute. You guys ever heard of Chris Kyle? Well, yeah, and you're right. There's obviously people who love America and, mm-hmm. you know, do what they got to do and are badass. And I know there's some badass guys out there in the military, and I get that. But, I mean, even – I mean, that's why I'm not in the military is because I was like, you know, I, I really need to get paid, and I'm cheating my family. Mm-hmm. by not right. going out and earning the money that I could earn. I mean, right. that that is a big factor. Because mm-hmm. going out and playing with guns all day, that's a fucking dream of mine, you know? Mm-hmm. But now I can actually afford as many guns as I want and, you know, whatever. All right, maybe yeah. not as many as I want, but as many as your average citizen would want. Yeah, or well. <laughs> even like 10 <laughs> times that many. But yeah, I mean, well, not they- as many as I would want. The company that used to be called Blackwater pays okay. up to $22,000 a month. A month. All mm-hmm. right. And so what you're saying is the price is right, the flight's tonight. That's right. That's right. That's a good That's a good little chunk of money there. That is a good little chunk of money. Now, But if you're walking in into that. with no experience, you know, you're really it's starting about $9,000 a month, which isn't bad either. No, nine thousand ain't bad. Now, yeah, walking in there, but you're there. There are different companies. There are guys making two hundred dollars a day, hundred fifty dollars. There's always a starting point, and right. we're going to kind of talk about that and what what you might do and and whatever, um, you know, what people do for money, where you can maybe find that out. But I don't know. So there's a lot of cool things. Now, how would one I, I don't know. Did you have any more on uh, this direction or, or are we moving on? No, we can, we can like, like who are mercenaries throughout time? Do we have any that? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, some of the, this? some of the earliest ones that were, I mean, obviously it's probably one of the oldest professions hiring somebody to beat somebody else's ass. You know, there is one profession. There's one profession that, that might be a little bit older. Um, but one of the most famous. And it also involves ass. <laughs> A, little a bit different, different type. All right, go on. Yeah. So the one of the one of the earliest ones, and a lot of people probably probably remember this from you know, well maybe not history class, but if you're interested in history, you probably remember this. Uh, the ten thousand. Now that was a group of uh, of Greeks that were hired by. Um, uh, let me see here. Hired by Cyrus the Younger to to seize the throne of um, Persia. Now it. You know, they went went to Persia with this dude, uh, joined up his army. They fought. They fought uh, uh, in some battle down there. I forget the name of the actual battle, but uh, the ten thousand like were just kicking ass. But the they were outnumbered, and the uh, Persians like collapsed the left flank. That wasn't that wasn't uh, that wasn't the Greeks. Okay, and they captured all the food and all the money. And killed the uh, the guy that was trying to take the throne, Cyrus the Younger, and then uh, then they realized, well, they have like these ten thousand guys that have no food or money, and they can't beat them. So they basically like gave them food to leave, and then uh, betrayed them and and killed uh, killed their top guys. You know, they invited them to a feast and and killed all the generals there, and then. Uh, but they still had these 10,000 guys that were just, so they just started fucking things up and they fought all the way through Persia back to Greece. 
And uh, basically, that was the event that they realized um, they realized how weak Persia was. And it wasn't very much longer after that that um, Alexander the Great came to power in Macedonia, which is northern Greece, and basically conquered Persia. But it was the amount of uh, amount of carnage the ten thousand caused fighting their way out of Persia, um, and how easy it was for him to do it. And uh, ended up basically causing the collapse of the Persian Empire. Now there's another guy. Now I'm not even going to get into this because he's a whole podcast. But uh, Henry McIver. M-A-C-I-V-E-R. He fought for 19 different countries throughout his, his time period. He fought for the Confederacy at one point, And then like 20 years later... He fought for the United States against Mexico. Then he fought for Mexico. Then he fought for uh, for uh, like five or six different European countries and also South America. Like he was really just all over the world killing people. Interesting character. Look him up if you get a chance. Definitely uh, a fascinating guy. Now, mercenaries have, have been like historically have been, you know, a major part of most conflicts. Um, even during the American Revolution, you're more likely, Americans were more likely to go up against Germans than than British soldiers in a lot of these battles. You know, Hessian troops and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Legend of Sleepy Hollow, that guy was a Hessian. The, the Headless Horseman. Nice. A little so, bit uh, later, so, uh, French and Indian War. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it turns out you wouldn't think that the Indians and the Frenchmen would be natural allies, but turns mm-hmm. out the price is right. The flight's tonight. That's right. That's right. You pay enough, you get it, you get somebody to do it. And, and believe it or not, a lot of people don't realize this, but believe it or not, Native Americans were pretty, pretty excellent warriors. One, uh, they were hunter-gatherer type people which means that their diet was far superior to like the bread and beer that the, that the settlers were, were eating. Um, they didn't spend any day, any time inside, like reading books and studying, you know, as kids, they just fucking ran, jump, fished, swim, all that sort of shit. And uh, once you fire a musket, it takes a lot of time to reload that. So if you just have a big club, you can really fuck a lot of people up. And that was the case a lot of the time. Um, Native Americans were not somebody to, uh, to take lightly, even if you, you were well-armed and they weren't. So just throwing that out there. So modern mercenaries though, uh, there's a lot going on right now. So what do we got? Well, one, I believe we mentioned in a recent episode that you can sign up and go fight for the Ukraine military right now. In a way, you're kind of a mercenary. And I have to point out, any reputable mercenary group absolutely will not hire anyone who has not served in the military. Um, And this might be your opportunity. Just jump over to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. They Actually, I heard that the Ukraine might not even take it if you're not prior military. So maybe you can get your experience. Yeah, I think that's the case. Or... Yeah, or if you're medical, uh, medic have medical training, okay. they'll take it, even if you don't That's have fair. military experience. Um, 
However, have you guys heard of the French Foreign Legion? Yes. Now, sure, mm -hmm. you're working for the French. So, but they do outsource their badassness because obviously they know they're not badass because they're French. Mm, so yeah. they're like, hey, let's bring in somebody. Maybe they'll be badass. Maybe that's how mm -hmm. that works. I, I'm not really yeah. sure. Now, um, now, the French yeah. Foreign Legion, you cannot, uh, you cannot fight in France. Like if France is attacked, the French Foreign Legion doesn't come. That would be weird. They're only foreign. They only do foreign shit. And they're foreign people. You can't join the French Foreign Legion if you are French, and you can't fight any place in France if you're in the Foreign Legion. That's just weird, I gotta say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a giant mercenary group, to be honest. Yeah, it's really um, exactly what it is. Now, if you want to join the French Foreign Legion, you can't, there is no online application. You can't, I can't go, go to the on, French on, embassy. Okay on the, the Google or whatever, and no, no. You can't uh, go to the French uh, embassy and say, hey, I want to sign up. Nope. You got to go to France and go to the local recruiting office. The upside mm. is they're open 365, 24-7. So nice. they are ready to serve you. You just go in. Now, you are looking at a five-year commitment. Mm -hmm. Um. I believe the max uh, BMI is 30%, which is a little more lenient than the U.S. military mm -hmm. was when I was there. I know when yeah. I was in, the U.S. military was looking at 22% as a, a max. So you can be a little bit, right. you know, a little squishier. A little chubby. Yeah. A little chubby. Um, I wrote down the age. Uh, let me see if I have it. Uh, oh, you got to be a little younger. So between 17 and a half years old and 39 and a half years old. All right, if you well, want 39, to that's friend. not that young. And you do have to know how to read and write in your native language. In your native language, so I don't have to learn French. Your yeah, not French. But, and All they right. didn't mention if you had to speak French, but it might be uncomfortable for you. Um, oh, you have to not be wanted by Interpol, but they didn't say All anything right. about felonies from the U.S. government or anything. That was not mentioned as okay. Well. Um, and they do want you to know how to swim. Uh, so that's okay. what we got there. Uh, I didn't get as much research. I actually had looked into it way back when I was younger, but, uh, you can join the IDF, the Israeli defensive forces. Okay. Um, so these are all things that you can bump up your resume here. Right. So if and, you want to start earning the, guy, the big bucks, you're like, I can't get behind the U S military, but you might say, hey, I'm going to go get my experience in the French Foreign Legion or the Israeli mm -hmm. Army. Um, the Israeli Army, they either want you to have a relative that's Jewish or if you have uh, if you commit to Judaism or you become a citizen. I believe those okay. are the requirements and you can get in there and they probably want you to be young and fit and badass and you know all that. But all right, so those are your options. Um, a lot of private contractors are not down for law enforcement only unless you're maybe some kind of badass SWAT guy or whatever. I think the experience I got talking to people, people I've met over the years and, and uh, some of the interviews that I watch now doing research is they like the reason with the hardline um, former military requirement is 
you understand the bond that guys have when they're in the military. And it doesn't yeah. even matter um, that, you know, one guy is, is special forces and one guy was a freaking, you know, uh, ET like me in the Navy, right? You fix electronics. Mm-hmm. You both have that shared hardship. Now, obviously, an ET doesn't necessarily have the same training or skills or experiences as a Navy SEAL, but you have that brotherhood bond. Um, now, another thing to understand is there are private contractors for just about every rate there was in the military. Right. Um, they're looking for electronic guys. They are looking for, you know, guys who can go in like a CB and, and do construction. And, you know, I mean, you're actually in very big demand being former military and, and a construction guy um, as private contractors. So you don't necessarily. Now, if you want to be a uh, security uh, guy, they are a lot of the time really looking for, you know, force recon or or like that, or guys who are SEALs and Rangers and, you know, badasses, no doubt. That's that's more who's going to get hired. Um, it does depend. Um, you know, they, they really, they, they require, every company and every pay rate is going to require different skills. Although what mm-hmm. seems to be ironic is, it seems to be like inversely proportional, where... Mm-hmm the lower paid ones are the ones where you're going to be in the most danger and you're going to be in the shittier world. What happens is they, they, some companies will just throw bodies at a problem. Oh, we have a contract. We just need 20 guys over there and Mm -hmm. we don't care. So yeah, you know what? I'll hire you without any military experience or your two, two years as a boatswain's mate, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I'll hire you to go be a whatever. I just need you to su- supervise picking up ballots from the Iraqi election. It won't even be a problem, dude. They're all, right. you know, nobody's going to be gunning for you. Don't even worry about it. You know, I mean, that kind of shit, right? Those mm-hmm. guys, you know, you got to look at the job and look at what they're requiring. And he, I think the other thing to keep in mind is guess what? If they're willing to hire you without you being a badass, guess what kind mm-hmm. of guys are working around you? Right. You know, you think you're going to be out there with Chuck Norris, but you know what? He's in a different group. He's yeah. like in the guys that are getting paid and, and really doing, you know, guys who know what they're doing and also recognize a bad situation. Um, what I've heard talking to guys, uh, there's a lot of, uh, if you're a patriot, I hate to say it, joining the military might be a better fit. Uh, mercenaries, they do different things. They're there to do a job. They're not there to protect America and American interests and values, right? So you just got to keep that in mind. Now, obviously, there are good things and and people who are paid to do awesome things, you know, that that are impressive and great. But you got to take all that into account. Um, there is a website called, uh, silent professionals that actually had a lot of, uh, job listings and things you could look at. Uh, a lot of the neat ones, some of you Navy guys, they had, uh, 
protecting against like Somali pirates, protecting cruise ships, that kind of thing. Cruise mm-hmm. ships, um, cargo container ships, oil tankers, that kind of stuff. They're down. There, there's mm-hmm. jobs for you out there, and you can get paid. And you know that stuff's pretty cool. But I think there's definitely some pros and cons, right? So, what are some of the pros and cons? I think the pros, money, right? We we just talked about you get you get paid, right? I mean, you could definitely make money. Um, schedule can be a pro. Uh, go out, work for ninety days, then have thirty days, have a month off. Having a month mm-hmm. off at a time is kind of cool. You get to kind of jump into the life that you want. Not so bad. Um, the food, believe it or not, a lot of the private contractors eat well. Um, mm-hmm. Now, again, you get in on one of those crap contracts, you might be eating in the chow hall with the regular military and and you know sleeping in crappy bunks and whatever, but a lot of the the better ones you're, you're blackwater guys and stuff a lot of time you'll have a chef you'll have a nice gym um you'll have uh i i've heard of them having psychiatrists and the whole you know the whole deal available to you whatever you want you know they're they're out to take care of you so it just depends um some negatives right well you get used to that pay and lifestyle then all of a sudden you have to go back to you know, I mean, I always, I find I do this calculation with myself at work where I'm like, well, I could buy that because I only have to work three hours to afford that. And so that right. used dirt bike or whatever, that sounds like a good, you know, and you just get in that kind of mindset of, oh, well, it's just money and whatever, but that can have consequences on your financial life later. Um, right. Because there are guys yeah. that usually the ones that don't plan well that end up being mercenaries until they're old men and they're still out there at 50 and and even sometimes 60 i've heard of um Uh be out there you know standing a post and that's because they can't manage their money for shit because you don't want to be out there putting your ass on the line and you know so just something to be aware of um a lot of uh what else? Uh, oh, sometimes, you know, you're hanging out and people get shot in the face. I mean, that's probably a negative. You know, yeah. I, again, each his own, right? You know, never been um, shot in the face myself, but it doesn't seem like something I really would be interested in and trying sometimes out. Sometimes even just like your buddy gets shot in the face, that still could mm-hmm. be traumatizing to you. Um, you know, but again, if you're the young single guy and you have discipline with your money and because you know all 18 and 20 year olds like have good discipline and you know with Mm, their money and they don't go out and buy you know stupid cars and you know that's that's never happened so if you maybe no i mean if you like five six years in the military yeah go ahead mm -hmm. yeah if you if you have any uh military experience you know the best time for anybody to make money is when a bunch of 19-year-olds come back from a six-month cruise. They got all that money and got to spend it as fast as they can. Yeah, they do. I know a lot of people that bought a lot of shitty speakers for their for their house and for their car uh, with all their, all their pay. The used car dealers are like, yeah, you need a sports yeah. car you can't afford. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Yeah you're uh it's just bad it ends bad 
Um, but I mean, just realize that is something. Um, now, a lot of these companies, it's not just security contracts, though. Think like Halliburton. Um, you know, mm-hmm. companies are going over and building bridges and, you know, they're they're setting up, rebuilding the city. Hey, we need you to go in and, and set up a school or a hospital or a small, they'll go in and do it. Now, these companies will use security to work around the outside, but you can also just be getting paid being a contractor out there. And having that good experience, you can really, you know, um, make some money and and have a good time. I mean, you can see the world and learn about different stuff. And in a way, you are kind of helping people. You know, you are rebuilding communities and whatever. Hey, and you're doing it off the American dime, right? You know, off uh, our finances. Um, Another con is actually not all these companies are legit right? Some companies will send you over, you know, they'll take a contract that's legitimate and then send you over there and be like, Hey, look, we bought all these AK 47s from the local warlord. Here you go, go handle business. And yeah, there's still sometimes, you know, consequences for that kind of stuff. So you actually have to do a little research. And like I said, the, the ones that are easy to get into, are the ones where you run the biggest risk of that. Um, Becoming an international criminal. Better, yeah, yeah. You're better off maybe knowing somebody in the business or seeking out one of the more reputable ones and just do your research is what I would say, you know? See yeah. see what they're doing. Um, definitely, they are looking for guys over at Ukraine. Um, there is mercenary jobs for Ukraine. Um, they're saying yeah, I think, uh, $2,000 a day. Mm-hmm. And I, I imagine yeah. you're a pretty badass guy if you're paying you $2,000 a day. They probably don't want me for $2,000 a day. No. <laughs> like, I might be able to get the, the $275 a day. But yeah. The, at, this, know, yeah at this point, I'm a, I'm a little a old and squishy. Yeah. You know, it happens, right? Teach his own. Mm-hmm. One of the big corporations uh, that has a lot of job openings that's le- a legitimate place is the, the Constillus Corporation. Um, now, I'm going to read from their website what they say about themselves. Constillus provides end-to-end risk management and comprehensive security solutions to safeguard people and in- infrastructure globally. So what does that mean? Well, not really anything. Uh, not very, it's not very clear about what they do, but they own multiple other companies, um, like triple canopy olive group, uh, the development, uh, initiative, Omniplex and Academy. Now that's, uh, Blackwater. Uh, I think probably most of you guys are familiar with the name Blackwater, which was one of the private contractor companies during the Gulf war. Um, the second Gulf War. And I think they changed their name to Z Company, XI Company. Um, you know, but they change their names all the time. And that's kind of uh, intentional. Now, why is it, Kevin, that a company would want to change its name frequently? <laughs> oh, because you, maybe you don't want to be associated with the shit you just did? Yeah. I mean, that might be something to do with that. Like, yeah, and there were some side. videos that came that out. Awesome. 
with uh, Blackwater guys uh, driving through cities in trucks and just shooting guns at, at anybody that was on the street. Not really a great Why look. would they be outside if they weren't criminals, though, really, Kevin? There I mean, why would you come out of your house? Like, we saw that in Boston, right? When they, mm-hmm. they had that whole martial law thing. Hey, you came out of your house. Shoot them. Yep. That's the kind See? of thing that we do private Acting up. You wanted today. to go out and get food for your kids? Nah. Asshole. No. What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Um, yeah. yeah no, so, just, yeah. So if you do some research and look into some videos, you might see some questionable things from different companies, but you know, that company doesn't exist anymore. Now it's called something else. So same guys, same guys working there, but it's called something else now. So it's not the same thing. Now, now the more I pay attention though, to the news, the more I see, the more I see mercenaries involved in shit. Um, there were some situations with, uh, possibly overthrowing the government of Haiti and, uh, not a whole lot of information on that one, but there were definitely some Americans that were former military that were, that were getting paid by somebody to do something. I don't know what happened, but I think some of those guys got arrested and some of those guys disappeared. So there's definitely uh, questionable stuff you can get into, um, you know, if that's your kind of thing, maybe that's your thing. Maybe you like questionable shit. We all kind of like questionable shit. Yeah, this is a no. Really. This is Be a honest. no judgment zone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it. You just, you know, like I said, price is right. The flights tonight. You know, um, actually, now maybe you can't get hired as a uh, a uh, badass, whatever. You might want to consider making your own kind of kind of job situation. Now there is a guy, and this is a local guy. When I lived in New York, this guy I've actually met. This guy he's dead now, but I met him, and he decided, "Hey, I'm going to go over to Iraq and say that I'm filming a documentary for National Geographic." Because who wouldn't do right. that in the middle of the Iraq war? Like, that mm-hmm. just makes good sense. Makes sense. Because you're like, eh, nature, you know? Let, let's see yeah. what's happening. But then that didn't pan out quite like he thought it would. So mm-hmm. he's like, you know what would be better? I have this apartment already. What if I made it into a prison camp? I mean... Makes sense. Why Logical not, step. Right? Logical step. So... He's like, well, all right, first I'm going to need some prisoners. What I can do is there's Iraqis like walking around all over the place. They're everywhere. Get in here. Get in here. You see this little barbed wire set up? Yep. I'm an American. You have to do what I say. Throws them in there. And it's like, you know, if I interrogate all these motherfuckers, one of them's bound to know something. Mm-hmm. So he just goes to town. He's got his whole like Abu Ghraib thing going on. You know, he's just drinking, pulling out fingernails and God knows what. Right. Eventually these guys are like, yeah, we got all. And then the guy has all kinds of like self-promotion. So he's going around to like any American reporter he can find. And he's mm-hmm. like, Hey, I, 
I'm doing negotiating for the warlords over here. I'm doing this. I'm helping out. I'm part of the team. They get them in touch with another guy. This guy's actually got whole chapters on the book about killing Osama bin Laden. Because mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I got all this information from my uh, Iraqis I just grabbed off the street. Eventually, the uh, the government there was like, you know, I feel like you're not really a contractor. And <laughs> you just kind of made this all up. And we're going to put you in prison. And our government's like, yep, never heard of him. And he's yeah. like, that's what the government always says. They always pretend they, they want to disown you when you do the really good shit, you know? So he's like, yeah, you know, you guys get me now. And then sets that up. So he does his time in prison after about three years. They're like, you know, I uh, really don't want to pay for you to be in prison anymore. How about you just get the fuck out of our country? And he's like, well, I could go back to the United States but I feel like there might be handcuffs there waiting for me. So maybe I don't do that. And goes down to Mexico and gets about 10 wives and just lives it up. And then later died of AIDS, according to his girlfriend, who's angry because he gave her AIDS, is what she's saying. And she's like, but he had 10 wives, but I only think one of them was legal. So, you know, there's that. So I'm just saying... There's lots of opportunities to you. If you can't maybe go the mainstream route, there are other options. And again, there's always the French Foreign Legion. So just saying the whole mercenary thing's on the table. If that's something you guys are into, you know, you might want to look into that. But if you want to just secretly be a badass and not really commit to going out and committing heinous crimes and you know, or, or working as a slave for somebody, you know, whatever you don't want to do. Maybe you just want to go to preppingbadass.com and check out the cool t-shirts and you can just live vicariously, you know, through us and support us with the cool t-shirts. I mean, that's another way to go. So that you have show topics, ideas, questions, concerns, comments. You want to yell at us for dogging contractors and tell us that you're all cool and everything's cool like that, then you can uh, go to um, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Otherwise, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm-hmm.